I'm your host, Derek Bell, and this podcast is brought to you by the American Nurses Foundation through the generous support of the Center for Disaster Philanthropies Recovery Fund. The American Nurses Foundation has undertaken this work as part of its well-being initiative, which supports nurses' mental health through the pandemic and beyond. Decades of research have shown that practicing gratitude is highly effective in promoting physical and psychological health, both at the individual and organizational levels. This podcast series builds up previous work conducted by the American Nurses Foundation in partnership with the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. We're talking with Stacy Agabau. Stacy has been a nurse for over 26 years, mostly in emergency department settings and as a director for the past 15. She is currently the service director at Kaiser Permanente in Santa Clara. She also loves being outside and enjoys knitting for herself and others. Stacy, good morning and welcome. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this this opportunity to talk to you today. We, we've spent a lot of time talking about the Gratitude Practices Toolkit, the science behind gratitude, and how to implement several practices from the toolkit, but also how to be creative with the resources and be attentive to the cultural needs wherever you work. But for today, and, and having been such a strong advocate for this work, I want to spend some time talking to you, to you about what it means to be an advocate and champion for gratitude, what it means to lean into gratitude and how you've been able to build up your own gratitude practices that have changed your leadership style, as well as how you navigate a complex organizational environment to ensure that these practices are sustained. So my first question that I want to throw out there to you, and I can't wait to hear how you discovered this, is really to talk about that. How did you discover gratitude as a response to your needs? That's a great question. I think as I became a new director uh, many years ago, I was looking for um, direction and how to be a good mindful leader. And I was able to connect with a mindfulness coach who really helped me understand my own emotions and being able to have really good conversations with people that were emotionally neutral. And part of her practice um, that we talked about was introducing gratitude into that daily practice of being able to have really good, effective conversations with people And so I started my gratitude practice almost right away. I have a gratitude practice that I started every morning. um, And then I also spend some time in the evening just thinking about what happened through the day, small snippets of moments, and just reflecting and being grateful that I had the opportunity to maybe have a conversation with someone, that I had a conversation and learned something new about somebody or something. And I took that into my leadership practice as a way to really understand more about the people that I was serving and understanding where they were coming from in their own, you know, human development, um, their professional development, and trying to incorporate gratitude into practice uh, as as a team and making it more um, amenable, I can't even say the word, um, to a workplace so that we could 
be more of a family-oriented group. And so I started gratitude um, in meetings, you know, every day if they start a meeting, you know, what are you grateful for? Or some, some variation of that might be just a, an icebreaker question that gets people thinking about, you know, something that happened in their childhood or something that happened over the weekend with their family. And we all also started talking about gratitude in our huddles and saying thank you to each other and just how do we communicate it as a team and saying, you know, thank you for taking the time to help me. I'm very grateful for that. And, and expressing that versus taking it for granted. And we've done many other things too, as well. Yeah. I love that, that you've, you talk about a couple of really wonderful points here. And so for yourself, you recognized being a servant leader that, the most important thing I can do is create the opportunity for pro- better and crucial conversations with the people that you're serving. So you can understand what their needs are and, and respond to that and be a leader to them. And that's where gratitude opened up that opportunity. And then you talked about it in terms of starting. And I always like to reference this as kind of like you're starting small in these iterative steps. So introduce it, you introducing it into a meeting setting. The meeting is already planned. So you're already having huddles. And so just starting to integrate that into your meeting setting is always one of the, one of the best ways that people can start. And sometimes you, we look at toolkits and we get overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's in there. And we know that it's all good, but when we don't want to let it, we don't want to let the process down by not implementing it correctly. But at the same time, a lot of time, we just need to start. Like that is a real critical thing. And, and and that's what you did here is you just started and you introduced it into meetings. And then those, those really become part of those iterative steps that start to turn into rituals and part of the cultural framework. And, and one of the beauty of the beautiful part of this toolkit is that it changes instead of thinking of gratitude as something you do, it's just gratitude is something that we are, we are grateful and we share that. And that's, that's that change process that you can see when you start small like this. Yeah. I think the, one of the biggest impacts I saw was when we implemented it in a huddle, I worked with a team that would often have um, a nurse leader, the charge nurse or something start the day off with, well, here's our staffing today. And we may have staffing challenges, but they would, you know, use the words we're short or we don't have enough. And I asked them to change the way that they started the day to really recognize and appreciate those individuals that showed up to work that day and to say, thank you for being here. You know, we appreciate you coming to work. Uh, We do have some staffing challenges today, but we have the right people here to do the job that we need to do. And how we changed that framework and that mindset of those nurse leaders who were leading huddles in those in in that manner really changed the tone of the department you know the staff instead of starting off their day kind of down and out were like yeah we're here and we're going to get through the day and it was just that small change that really um made a huge difference in that department's attitude and their overall culture yeah and you also i love how you talked about the starting it off differently and what these gratitude practices can do. And you just spoke about it perfectly. Is it 
it changes the direction we're pointing to as both a person, but also as a team. And, and when we start talking about how this gets implemented in organizational practices and the why behind it, as you just said it perfectly, you would normally start off a day with all of the problems you have to overcome. Now, those problems and challenges still exist, but the approach that we take in meeting those is purely up to us with that opportunity given to us in these in these huddle-type settings or that entry point into the work and say, look, I am grateful you're here. We showed up together, and here's what we need to do together today to ensure that we have the best quality care for our patients and, and all the things that we need to do in the system. I mean, those are things we can't change, but you just pointed it to it directly as that direction we have is completely changed and reframed, and, and it changes the culture of your team and in those practices. And taking that now... I, I would love for you to, so moving that idea forward is to talk about in general, you know, how can we ensure and how have you seen it um, starting with huddles and, and then growing your gratitude practices processes in, in your, in your healthcare environment, how have you built it so that it's, it becomes that part of that normal practice and it's sustainable within your organizational setting. Right. I think, you know, you mentioned the toolkit. We have the, this toolkit is great, but it can be overwhelming if you've never started the practice. And for me, it started with me. I had to have a gratitude practice to be able to speak to it, to be able to show how it worked. And so I take that to my leadership team. We talk about it in all of our meetings, but I don't want people to get overwhelmed by the toolkit to say, there's just too much here. I don't know where to start. Start small. Um, it's, you know, it can be challenging, but even the challenge of uh, maybe having a, um, a nurse who's not always kind of the positive person change their attitude, but really working with that one individual to say, can you try this and see how your day goes? And so we started small and I Still, you know, in one department had many challenges with a nurse who would start off kind of on the negative side. And we really focused on changing her mind and how what her outlook was for her day. And so I think just change it, make one small change, whether it's, you know, with huddles, for example, for me leading the huddles in that practice if I can get one nurse, one nurse leader to start the day in that manner, it's a trickle down effect and it becomes sustainable in the culture. And so my team I have currently now, we have multiple um, work groups within our department that are working on different things. And each one has a nurse leader uh, representing the frontline staff. And that's how they start off their meetings. We try to incorporate it Huddles used to, um, we used to follow kind of the Studer model of like, what's the safety, safety message of the day. And instead of doing the safety message of the day, or we might do both, we start out with the gratitude message of thank you. Oh, I, I love that you just said something there that it sounds kind of simple, but it is absolutely part of that organizational structure and that you have models and all, you have all these structured practices that you do and they need to be maintained and now we're adding gratitude and sometimes it's hard just to figure out the space where it fits in and like you said it's 
start if you start with those small iterative steps, it can just be an add-on to what you're already doing, and it doesn't change. It's not like you have to change your student model or or whatever other practices that you have to adhere to. But you can definitely weave it in. It's not a it's not a either or concept. It's a both and, and that's what we need to arrive at in order to really implement these practices. And also, there was something that you were hinting at about about developing the practices, and especially in in a in a diverse and mixed setting, whether it's you have um, different professional groups as teams working together or different types of units. And for all the people that are interested in, in these gratitude practices, they, they may have these mixed environments or have people that are working different kinds of shifts and just have different responsibilities. And as we're putting all this together, then you pointed to having that leader-led strategy, which gets to one question I wanted to ask you is, in terms of that sustainability of this, how do we make sure that this work is not just left hanging there? And, you know, sometimes that happens in our healthcare environment. There's so much information that sometimes we just introduce a toolkit or a form or have a QPR code and follow this for these sets of practices. And we don't spend the time necessary in really growing it and, and doing the training part. So how how have you seen or how do you what are your recommendations being a leader in, in a complex healthcare organization? How, how can we make sure that this is just not left hanging there? Yeah. You don't want it to be the flavor of the month, right? You want it to be a sustainable practice that is integrated into your culture. And so consistency is key. I think we often can get busy, you know, with our day-to-day tasks that we forget um, to do things. And I know I've struggled with that. One of my ways of expressing gratitude with my team members was writing note cards and I would do it really well for a certain period of time. And then I might fall off that train. And so just, you know, putting it on your calendar and making sure that that was something that you do every day, I think was a suggestion that we had from another leader. And I really took that to heart. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make that space and that time for that. And then, uh, for me, it's going to the huddles and checking in and making sure that we're still continuing that practice. And if I notice that it's not happening, then I may bring that practice back into that huddle, you know, before we end and say, thank you all for being here, kind of to reset the tone of the day. Um, meetings as well, just really making sure that you have your introduction, whether it's an icebreaker or, um, you know, a gratitude practice that you can do. Uh, newsletters. We have a department newsletter. So we try to put a gratitude message into our newsletter. Any place that you feel that you can get it into your department and make it consistent, I think is great. Little flyers here and there in the, in the, you know, the bathroom, the sit down in services are also fun because the message is there and people see it. So you just have to be consistent and, and make it a priority. But it sounds like here is the approach for something like this, which, you know, it, it begins with the set of information gathered in a toolkit. But to your point about these steps that you've taken to ensure that it's built in to be sustainable, you're really talking about accountability by checking in and making sure that these these are being used in preparation. So as your leaders are going into opportunities to present it to people, they're ready with a question or whether it's a practice or something that they can do to in a few minutes they have with their teammates and and share that. And then also the consistency that's needed. And that's something that I know we we 
we are in an environment sometimes that is so hyper um, active that it's hard to be consistent. But with this, that re- this is a requirement of what this is all about is to make sure that we're being consistent with it, which ultimately it, what you're talking about is building it into a framework and a strategy and not thinking of it mainly as just a program or even just a set of practices, but it becomes part of your strategic framework to make sure that gratitude is baked into that. So how, how have you seen that change or, or talk to, talk to me about that framework and also in an environment where there are competing interests and you have different departments that are trying to get the attention of your employees, how do you make sure that this stays front and center beyond this or, or how do you celebrate it so that it's continued to be um, something that's really loved and, and revered by your team as well in an, in an environment like yours? Yeah, I think, you know, intention is as everything and you have to be intentional about it. And I had a manager here who were really um, focusing on recognition. And part of that recognition is giving the gratitude and recognizing that individual for something that they did, whether it be small, big, you know, um, maybe it's just part of their everyday work. And we really have um, a really robust program around recognition for staff members and our physicians. And we call it the meaningful um experience for the employee, the me program. And we have intentional activities that we do on a monthly basis. So we have a monthly theme that my leaders put together. And, you know, the other day it was national coffee day. So we had coffee for our individuals and it was our way of saying, thank you for showing up to work every day. Thank you for dealing with, you know, everything that comes at you every day and just really being intentional about sending that message of being grateful uh, for who we have on our team and making it a part of our meeting. So we have part of our me program. We have so many different um, ways that staff can be recognized. We have star awards, we have QR codes that the physicians can use to, um, you know, Oh, I had a really good experience with a nurse today or a tech and they can just, you know, focus on the QR code, answer two or three questions. It comes to the manager and then she um, creates a flyer. We shout them out at huddle. Um, their names get put in our newsletter. So we've really created a framework around recognition, which is getting that um, gratitude practice into the department um, so that we can thank each other for, you know, just the work that we do every day that sometimes I think, you know, as nurses and physicians, uh, often feels thankless because it becomes monotonous at times, or we deal with situations that are not always positive. That's that is one of the parts, and, and while we're looking at the gratitude practices, you're talking about a way to increase gratitude that that isn't solely dependent on the toolkit to do. So you have your recognition program, which is incredibly important builds connection. It also reinforces values and it expresses what the organization wants to think about itself. And it helps drive people to, again, to that point of giving them a direction of how we are here. And that really is such an important foundational framework for building sustainable gratitude practices. Yeah. And so, you know, when we talk about crafting that, that organizational plan for gratitude, I, I, 
you've touched on what I look at are really those four key things that, that we should be doing. And one is, you know, you said it starts with you and that that's an important piece that we can't overlook. We have to, to have advocates that are champions of this, not just because they think it should be something that we're doing, but they're actively part of the practice environment too and participating with the staff and doing these practices, even if they're new to them too. You don't have to be a gratitude expert to start them with your teammate. You can learn from them. And that's something that we we definitely point to. And then we talked about giving a direction and you talked about it being a leader-led and um, a, a, a strategy where it can be where you have accountability built in and preparation and consistency. And then that intention and the integrative quality that you can include here, like the, your recognition program or attaching it to huddles or other practice environments. Those are all, those are those critical steps. When we talk about how do you craft that organizational strategy, you just pointed it out by talking about your pathway of introducing this with your group and then, and then building it out with all of your nurse leaders. And that's, that's, I think what we, when we, I mean, you talked about that overwhelming quality sometimes of these sorts of things. It's you broke it down in these steps that are really important to make sure they're all part of this big picture that we're painting. Yeah, I believe it's really important. It's really important to have gratitude in, in our daily life and being able to integrate it into the workplace. Um, it's so powerful. Yeah. And one of the great things, and you just talked about it, you know, hinted at it here into our daily life. One of the things that we like to do with this series is to leave a little homework activity behind and something that you have seen or practiced in addition to all these other things that you've talked about, because we've talked a lot about some program elements, but I want to focus on one activity and you and I talked about one, one really neat thing to do that focuses on gratitude and it gives someone a chance to process and think about what they what they can give and that is giving the gift of time so i want you to talk about the importance of that both for yourself for others within your organization and some of the ways that you've seen that gift of time being helpful and productive for people yeah gift of time is so important i think in today's world we're all so busy and going off in multiple directions and you know sometimes things can be a little tumultuous so one of the simple things that I do um, is have given my leaders permission to give people time to maybe go for a five-minute gratitude walk. We used to call it a timeout, and I, I changed my thinking on that because I really wanted um, someone who might be struggling, have had a difficult patient or a difficult encounter, or just you know, overwhelmed with busyness to take five minutes out of their day, go outside, breathe in the fresh air, look at the sunshine and just, you know, remind themselves, you know, why they come to work every day, that we're grateful for the job that we have. Um, and that this small incident, you know, will pass. And even though it was challenging and I found it to be so important because it, Let's your team members know that you see them and that you can feel their um, discomfort or their frustration and you're giving them the permission to feel that and be in that space for a few minutes um, away from their general work area. And that, 
you know, has been, I do it myself. I tell my, my team, I said, you know what, I just need to go for a gratitude walk. I maybe had a challenging uh, phone call or something. And they, they understand what the purpose of that is. One organization that I worked for had a um, rule that there were no leadership meetings after noon on Fridays. And that was an opportunity to recognize leaders for working long hours, you know, during the week, they know, you know, most leaders don't just work their nine to five job that they're on call 24 seven. And so we had no meetings on Fridays and it really was your opportunity as a leader to either finish out your week in quiet time, uh, spend time with your team, uh, do some leadership development, or even just to take the day off. And I often found that some days I would take the afternoon off on Fridays and I would go watch the college soccer team. And it was an opportunity for me to look at another team to see how they, you know, created music together, basically. You know, what does their communication style look like? And how can I apply that back to my own team? Um, Lunch breaks. I often give my team, uh, I take my team out to lunch. Um, and it's a, not a working meeting. It's just a opportunity to sit with each other and, and be with each other. And, um, I know my, my leaders often, you know, put in extra hours. And so I will give them flex time and tell them, you know what, I know you've been busy all week. I want you to take the afternoon off or leave an hour early or something. So I think just giving that gift of time back to someone, um, is really important. I love that you talked about that and you used a couple, you used at least one word that I think we can't use enough and that is permission. And as a leader, it's our, it's really our, our duty in that servant leadership role is to, is to make sure that we're giving permission to people because that's tough. That is a tough avenue. And if we don't provide that permission and we don't encourage it, like lunch breaks, walks, and even meetings, you know, making sure that meetings are 50 or 55 minutes instead of an hour. So you give those opportunities for people to just have a slight recovery. And, and then I, I love your story about watching the college soccer team and I, being a lifelong fan of the beautiful game myself. I also hope it helps. And we can also thank Ted Lasso for also showing the beauty of soccer to all of us here. But th- it is to your point about how great it is to watch others and engage in an activity. And and sometimes that's just what we need is to take a release from what we're doing and watch others in just in an environment and just doing something. And it helps us think. And as as you probably do, I, I do the same where I'm just, I'm constantly thinking or problem solving in a very relaxed and more productive way when I'm doing those sorts of things. So yeah, it's so valuable. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for your time. I, I was so excited to talk to you. As a leader, you've taken this toolkit and also these gratitude practices, and, and you've been down the roads that a lot of people are tra- trying to get down or aiming for and incorporating and integrating and working in organizations where they may not have the space that they need and, and just continuing to be consistent and persistent and also make sure that it's included into your, you know, your those daily practices, all of these things are critical. And, and I'm really glad that you talked about all of those. And, and I hope gave, gave all of us more confidence in the ability for us to take the toolkit and really integrate it into our practices. Mm-hmm.
Absolutely. Thank you. This has been a really fun opportunity. And I think we have a lot of work to do and a, a long place, you know, a long ways to go, but it, it is doable. And, and I think it's important work. Yeah. Thank you, Stacy. And please look for other ANF Gratitude podcast episodes and share these with colleagues. Episodes like this where we're talking with leaders who have implemented these practices, it's really important information for us to share and can really help transform, as Stacy pointed at, you know, to a lot today. It not only transform ourselves, but it can transform our workplace. And that's really the important part of all of this, this whole set of gratitude practices. Thank you again. Have a good day.